Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Cindy Donaldson Show. I am your host, Cindy Donaldson, serial entrepreneur, certified high-performance coach, bucket list obsessed. And I am here to ensure that everyone in my circle learns how to not only create, but live a life by design. Truly, it is my purpose. It is my mission because it makes me so sad, seriously sad in my soul when I see people who are just on this hamster wheel and can't move beyond it and feel stuck. And they just can't see the possibilities that are out there. So if you are watching this on YouTube, you can tell that I am outside. I'm actually um, in New Jersey, down near Cape May in Belle Plaine State Park. I believe it's, I believe it's a state park. Anyway, it's beautiful here. The campsites are huge. We're like the only ones here. I think, I think it's gonna fill up this weekend, but we're like the only ones. It's incredible. And it inspired me to come on here and share something that my mentor calls sanctuary, which is a place where you can recharge, you feel centered, you are at peace, you can think, you have clarity. And for me, that's nature. So it's fitting that I record this podcast while sitting out amongst the pine trees. It is... Uh, it's just beautiful here. I discovered a long time ago that like, even when I was a child, that going out into nature was my calming place. If you've been with me a hot minute, you know that my childhood was kind of crazy. I grew up in this really dysfunctional family, lots of nepotism, lots of narcissism and brothers that are batshit crazy. Um, my mom died when I was 23, and my youngest sibling was only 10. And it, just being in the house was incredibly stressful. It it was just awful. And I grew up on a huge farm. Back when I was a kid, it was hundreds upon hundreds of acres. And behind the house where I grew up was this huge open field. I'd go up past where we had raised our pigs, and there was acres of potato fields. That's a whole other podcast, learning how to pick potato bugs. That was kind of my summer and feeding the pigs, of course. And then I would go through this little road up to a higher field. Oh, look, there's a person. It's just a camp ranger. I would go up to this higher field and it was just this open sanctuary. And I would often go up there and just bring a blanket. I would read. I did my homework up there a lot. Back when I was um, in high school, we actually had to turn in our notes for history class. And so I would, I'm a chicken scratch, like, you know, write really fast. I take a lot of notes when I'm in classes. That's how I learn ADHD. I have to write things down or it's in one ear, not the other. And so I would buy this like really pretty paper and I would go up there and transcribe all my notes to hand in and read books. And um, when I was younger, my grandmother used to read all these Harlequin romances. It was a thing. She had piles of them near her chair. And so I would take them and like read them in the afternoon. And often those books obviously filled with, you know, trashy romance, but they would go to exotic, what I considered exotic places like the beach or um, a villa in the woods or Italy or Germany or France or Paris. And so I was able to sort of escape my reality up on this hill 
and go into other worlds. It was really magical. And I kind of forgot about that until I was hiking one day and all of these memories just came flooding back to me about my childhood. And if if you grew up in a trauma-laced childhood, you know that oftentimes you just block things out because they're unpleasant to remember, like, and you just don't want to. It's your brain's way of protecting you. And I hadn't really thought about that in a long time and often wondered, even though I'm attracted to like historic cities like Paris and Rome and Prague, they're very anxiety provoking to me. Like I used to love going to New York City when I was younger to go to the clubs and the parties, but I was always with friends who knew the city very well. For me to go there by myself, I hate it. And even now in a group of people, like New York City is not my thing. Boston is not my thing. LA is not my thing. Give me this over the city any day. And I I truly believe it kind of goes back to my youth when the chaos of people yelling and fighting and the noise and all of that was just too much. And I went to that place, that hill in nature where the only sound was the birds and my thoughts. And so now back to what my mentor calls sanctuary. This is my sanctuary. And your sanctuary may be the city. It may be the sound of the cabs and the buses and the fire engines and the people. It may be a crowded cafe. On the flip side, back to New York, I do love sitting in Grand Central Station and people watching or JFK and people watching. But I don't like the process of getting there. And like once I'm settled in one spot, I'm fine. But the navigating and the moving around and the waiting in line for everything, no. I don't even like being um, in national parks and stuff like that when it's really busy or campgrounds when it's really busy. It is just not my jam. And another thing I've discovered as I've, as I've aged, I used to be an extreme extrovert. And it could be, again, because I didn't like my current situation. And so I liked being around people who inspired me, who made me feel better about myself. And now that I'm in this place of calm, place of peace, place of self-acceptance and place of purpose, I want to be with me and not around other people. So I've gone from this extrovert to more of an introvert. Now, put me on stage with a microphone. I am in my zone. I am energized by the people. So I, I feel like I'm kind of this quasi extrovert introvert. I do need to regroup after that. And I think part of it, the more research I've done on my ADHD, and my catalytic energy, like there's such a thing as ADHD burnout, like you go, 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 go. And then at least for me, I, I just need a day of, of nothing or a week of nothing. And based on my past year of craziness, taking care of Dave's parents, um, dealing with his dad's death, dealing with a rehab house with my son, which was incredibly tense, um, I the, the burnout was real and I so need this sanctuary right now. I need the sound of nature. Um, I need the sound of nothing, the sound of the wind. And, you know, last week we were on the beach in Rhode Island. We camped there for a few days 
and just walking by myself, even in the rain, listening to the surf, picking up rocks. <laughs> there was, wasn't a lot of sea glass. I'm a, I'm a sea glass collector, but I found little pieces here and there. It was just so incredibly recharging. And if you are a creative person, you know that you can't create well when you are in a constant state of stress. Another reason why being in sanctuary for me right now is incredibly important because I don't feel I've been at my best creative self for over a year. And I'm kind of craving that. Like I, I sat down to paint while I was in New York um, dealing with after Dave's dad died and it just wasn't flowing. Like it just wasn't working. I would paint something and it was anxiety provoking. Like it, it just wasn't working. Or I'd sit down to write something creative and it wasn't flowing. So again, if you were creative, finding your sanctuary, whatever that is, it could be in sitting in your bed, reading a book. It could be sitting on your front porch, watching the rain. It could be at the beach. It could be in the mountains. It, whatever that is, whatever brings you that sense of calm, that sense of rebirth, that sense of even internal energy and joy and peace, you need that in your life. Because if you are on a journey of growth, be it personal development, be it spiritual, be it health, your body needs this. Your body, your, your body will crave it. And if you don't allow that to happen, you're, you will be pouring from the proverb, proverbial empty cup. And creating will be hard. Being happy will be hard. Being in good relationships will be hard. And this is all part of my high-performance coaching, right? The energy piece. Like you cannot fire on multiple cylinders without the energy needed to do that. Again, that's physical energy, it's mental energy, and it's spiritual energy. You need to be happy and calm and at one with yourself if you want to do all the other things, have happy relationships, be successful in your career, it's that's how it goes. And it was one of the reasons that I was really attracted to Brendan Bouchard and his certified high performance um, coaching program is I've always struggled with that firing on all cylinders all at once. So whenever I was super successful in my career and making a shit ton of money, something would would like fall apart, be it my health, it might have been a relationship, my relationships were doing well, I was really focused there. Again, this could be part of my ADHD too. You know, I get hyper fixated on certain things at certain times, and then I get antsy and I'll move on to the next. So if I was really hyper focused, like, you know, when I was first started dating Dave, you know, the, the health thing kind of fell apart, which is a pretty normal thing. You're going out, you're drinking, you're having a good time the health thing fell apart. Then I really started focusing on my health, but thankfully my relationship with Dave didn't fall apart because he joined in that with me, which goes back to a Napoleon Hill thing. Like you need to have the right partner if you want to be super successful and happy in life. The partner thing is so incredibly important. And that doesn't mean if you are happily single, it goes around to your circle. Like 
who you surround yourself with matters. Having a supportive partner is so important. But that juggling the health, the wealth, the relationships, I was never able to kind of combine them all in one until I learned how to balance it and come back to sanctuary. And part of my sanctuary also is movement in nature. You know, um, I started this 5K a day challenge. I put it out on Facebook. I'm like, who's going to do it with me? We'll do 100 miles in October. I did not hit my 100 miles. I let some things get in the way. And there was a week that I, I didn't get out and do anything, be it bad weather. We were moving around. We were transitioning. And that was a mistake because I felt my energy just drop. So not only was I sitting in the RV, like working, I wasn't getting movement. My energy dropped. I was forcing the creativity. So I didn't move. I didn't get outside in nature and it kind of fell apart. And I was like, okay, this is an obvious thing, right? The, the, the connection there. And, you know, I, I always tell my coaching clients, like just because I'm a coach and I've spent years doing personal development, I've spent years in therapy. I've spent well into six figures on mentors and coaches. That doesn't mean that I have it all figured out. I don't because growth is, is such a process. And even people who coach others on this, it's not that they don't have bad days. It's not that they don't dip and fall. It's that we have the ability because we've worked on this to recognize when we are in that sort of downward spiral, when we need to shift and get back to what makes us happy, what brings us joy, what what makes us energized. It's an incredibly powerful thing. So my challenge to you this week is to do some deep soul searching on what your sanctuary is. Now, for many, it is nature. It really is. So, you know, there's a lot of, you can Google this, but one of the grounding things that I love is actually putting your bare feet on the earth, in the sand on the beach, in the grass, on a rock. It really does ground you with nature. Going for a walk by yourself, sitting outside under a tree by yourself. It's not to say that you can't go for a walk with your partner, your husband, your wife, your kids, your friends, whatever. Absolutely. Go do that if that makes you happy. But don't negate the power of being alone in sanctuary, being alone in nature. It can be five minutes. It can be five hours. Whatever it is that you need, gift yourself that nature. So I challenge you this week to just try it. And again, if your your sanctuary isn't nature, like maybe the thought of putting your feet in the dirt just does not make you, I mean, I'm a farm girl. We ran outside in our bare feet all the time. So it could, again, much of this for me could be back to my youth. I grew up as a country girl. I didn't grow up in the city. And for city people, the sounds of nature are very anxiety provoking. So I get that. Um, And oftentimes when I work with people who grew up in the city and I suggest forest bathing and they're like, oh my God, there's animals out there. Oh my God, I'm going to step on a worm or something. And they kind of freak out. So 
I, I'm, I'm very conscious of that. But I do urge them, like, just go try it. Like, I'm on the phone with you. We're on a Zoom call. I'm going to, like, just show me. Just go do it and see how you feel. So it's a little push outside the comfort zone, just like it is for me to go into a city and actually have to read a freaking map. Thank God for phones now that I can just put in my location and it can tell you which way to walk. Because back when people would say, go north on that, like, who does that? Go north on Avenue A. Or, you know, go west on this. Like, no, no. How am I supposed to know? Like, no. Like, go up there, take a left, take a right. Draw it out on a map for me. Like, literally tell me how many steps. Like, that's that's how detailed. And that's how lost I get in paperbacks. So, you know, the city, anxiety-provoking nature is incredible. And another reason that I really wanted to talk about this today is because we're coming into the holiday season for many of us, Christians, Jews coming into the holidays and the holidays are crazy. They're often stressful. You're dealing with family drama. Your cup is going to be drained. Like how we've gotten to this point. I don't know, but your, your cup will be drained in so many different directions. And the, pressure we put upon ourselves to have the perfect holiday party, to find the perfect present for our kids, to do all of this stuff, to have the perfect Christmas cookies, to have the perfect, you know, Hanukkah celebrations is crazy. It is batshit crazy. And I realized over the past couple years, since my adult children are now in their thirties and they have partners and spouses, they've, they have other families now. And I was trying to squeeze them in for like five or 10 minutes to open presents and stressing about what to get them. And it was just this, not a calm, fun thing anymore. I would bake tens of thousands of cookies to, to deliver to all of my clients. And I've scaled back my, my consulting business dramatically now. So I, I don't, I wouldn't even need to make that many cookies. But this year, Dave and I have decided to not do Christmas with the family. And at first I was a little nervous to even tell my kids about it. We were originally going to go to Germany and spend it with Dave's family. But with all the strife in the world and the war in the Middle East, I'm just not too keen on flying. And usually when we go to Germany, we like to go to another country to, you know, explore it. And we were going to go to possibly Norway or Finland. And then again, the travel thing just got like, it was too stressful. And it was one more thing that I was going to have to plan again, pouring from an empty cup. And I was like, you know what? We decided not to do that. So we're going to spend Thanksgiving, which is not nearly as stressful and actually more joyful because it doesn't involve buying presents with the family. And then we are going to hit the road and go West destination unknown, but I can promise you it won't be a city. We'll be boondocking. And, and for those of you that are not um, RVers, boondocking is when you live off grid on free public land. And there's a lot of it out West. So I don't know what that looks like. I do want to go back to Sedona for a little bit. The sad part about Sedona in the winter months is it's very crowded. It's very crowded. So if, if you like go to Sedona in the summer when it's not as crowded, right? Cause it's warmer out there, but I, I'm very in tune to the energy of nature and Sedona is one of those places where you feel the energy vortex 
And it's, it's amazing. Plus it's incredibly beautiful. But for me, I've got to be able to kind of find a rock and sit there and just be. There's also a Catholic church that is built into the Red Rocks. And it is one of the vortices in um, Arizona, in that area. And if you've never been there, it is incredible. So last time I was there, um, I was able to, like, I sat in a pew and there's these big windows and it's incredible. And you just need to close your eyes and be still. And then there's always somebody talking in the background that sort of ruins it for me. And I want to go around and squat. Like, not only are you in, in a, a, you know, a house of God or a religious building, like, you, you know, there's some respect around not talking in there, especially when people are praying. But I am a horrible Catholic. I haven't, I mean, the last time I went to a Catholic mass, it was for a funeral. So I'm not here to be preachy on religion, but there is, for me, being in a church and I, I think it comes back to just being able to be quiet in my head. Again, the sanctuary part. But when you get to do it in a place like this church in Sedona, surrounded by this incredible energy, surrounded by the red rocks, it's it's wild. It is incredibly emotional. So if you've never been to Sedona, I encourage you to do that. Just Google Church in the Red Rocks and... Um, it's, it's this tiny little chapel. It's, it's incredible. So I'd like to do that. Um, and Dave has never been to the Pacific Ocean. So I think going out there, uh, we have a Jeep. And so taking that on the you know Pacific Coast Highway, Carmel, Monterey, going up north. Um, he's never been to Napa or Sedona. Not Sedona, Sonoma. So hitting up the vineyards would be really fun. And working, right? So the joy of my life, the joy of what I get to do is that I get to live in my RV, which I'm going to spin the, for those of you that are on um, YouTube, there's the RV, <laughs> the Jeep in the background, um, is we get to go wherever we want. And if we don't like our neighbors, we can pack up and leave. And my mission for 2024 is to be more in sanctuary, to be able to pour more from a full cup versus an empty one and be truly selfish in a healthy way. Every year around this time, I work on my three words and they're words that will define me for the next year. And usually I you know, take a lot of time to write down a bunch of words and trying to figure out, you know, what I want to do. And it's a whole process. I write down words that kind of resonate with me and then I let them go and, you know, I come back and it's, it's kind of this whole thing. This year I was actually journaling while sitting on the beach in um, Rhode Island and the words came to me with incredible clarity. I'm not going to share them right now because I want to do an entire podcast on what those words are and what they mean and kind of go through the process of um, how I get there. This year it was just wild. 
But again, I think my, my body was just craving this nature, this sitting on the beach. It was, it was warm and chilly at the same time. It was very windy. It was high tide. I was sitting there in my little camp chair. And I have my mentoring sessions on Saturday mornings at 10. And so I got to the beach around 8.30. So I had some time to just get with my thoughts. And I just started writing and the words just came to me. Like that is, I have been doing this process for well over a decade, maybe even 15 years. I don't know. And I usually take several times sitting down and meditating on it and writing the words down and saying, you know, what, and then really defining what those words mean. This time it was boom, 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 boom. Like they just came to me. I'm like, that's it. Those are the words. Sanctuary is powerful people. It's incredibly powerful. So I'm off to uh, do a little cleanup in the RV today. We just got here late last night. So we actually have to go check in. And we're at this site that actually has electric and water, which is kind of wild, which you don't often find in state parks. Uh, but we have to, this weekend, all of those sites are taken and we have to move to a site that has no hookup, which is fine. And then we'll probably come back. I don't know. I could stay here for a couple of weeks. It's incredibly beautiful. And this weekend, we're going to go down to Cape May. Never been there. And look at the, the sites and the lighthouse and see what's there. Next up is possibly taking the ferry over to Rehoboth Beach in Delaware because we don't have Delaware on our RV sticker list. So the rules to get a sticker on the RV is we have to spend at least two nights there and do something intentional. Like actually enjoy the state, not just sleep in a parking lot, like passing through. The only states that we did put the stickers on Hawaii, because obviously we can't bring the RV to Hawaii. But we have been there and went to several of the national parks. So anyway, I'm off. I'm going to go for a little hike, clean up, get some stuff done and enjoy sanctuary. So I encourage you to take my lead on this. Get out in nature. Find your peace recharge be selfish in a good way and don't feel guilty about it have an awesome day i'm cindy donaldson your host of the cindy donaldson show if you want to learn more about coaching with me you can go to cindy-donaldson.com and share the podcasts spread some love have an awesome day bye